One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. A very good morning to you. It is Thursday, the 27th of July. You're watching Breakfast with me, David Bull, here on Talk TV. Coming up, NatWest is facing an investigation into whether it broke the law as the fallout from the Nigel Farage banking scandal wiped £850 million off the company's value. Meanwhile, Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey says he's humbled after being found not guilty of nine sexual offence charges relating to four men in the United Kingdom between 2001 and 2013. And Irish singer Sinead O'Connor, best known for her 90s hit Nothing Compares to You, has died at the age of 56. The time is 6.35 and this is Talk Breakfast. Well, a very good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, Just in terms of of the front pages this morning, it is very mixed, I have to say. But obviously, in terms of the NatWest scandal, Nigel Farage scandal, uh, it actually continues this morning. This is the story that just won't go away. And as I was saying to James, it's the story that the bank has handled it so incredibly badly. And now the bank is under investigation as to whether it has actually broken the law over the uh, data that was imparted to uh, Simon Jack, the BBC journalist. Also, Kevin Spacey, that story, making many of the front pages. I'm delighted to say joining me this morning, Sam Armstrong, who is a commentator. Good morning. Good morning, David. Very good to see you uh, this morning. Just in terms of this NatWest story, it literally is the story that won't go away. And just in terms of this, now NatWest is under investigation as to whether it actually broke the law. We saw the scandal wipe eight £150 million off off the price of that company. This is a disaster for that bank. It's a complete and utter disaster. And the reason it won't go away is because there are more and more troubling questions that have yet to be answered. We have, why was this data about Nigel Farage leaked? Mm. Was it an offence? The Information Commissioner says, yes, it could possibly be one. We've got questions about why so many other people seem to be cancelled by NatWest. And why was this policy that Coot seemed to be feeling that they were following that allowed them to even consider this information about Mr Farage uh, in place in the first place? All of these questions are yet to be answered. And given that this is a bank that is 40% owned by you Mm. and me... Aren't we entitled to some answers from these highly paid executives? I, mean, I think so. Absolutely right. I mean, in the front page of the Telegraph this morning, Nat West may have broken the law over Farage. I mean, Nigel Farage not backing down. He's saying that actually they all need to go. Howard Davies, the Nat West chair, Peter Flavel, or Flavel, the CEO of Coots, and also the board themselves. You know, the fact is that actually 
The banking system is based on trust. If you start talking about your clients and their confidential matters to a third party, to a journalist, it is a breach of trust. It's a breach of confidentiality. Absolutely, 100% right. And look, as a banker, as a senior banker, you are paid incredibly well. And you've got a simple job. Deliver returns for your shareholders, which, as I say, includes us, the taxpayer, mm. by providing an excellent service to your customers. They want you to look after their money, invest it well, give them a fair rate of interest, treat them kindly, politely, and keep their mm. information confidential. But instead, these are self-appointed uh, corporate overlords have decided that they have a different mission. Mm. Their mission instead is to act as warriors for change. Mm. Arbiters of social justice. Arbiters of social justice. We've got a mission. We've got a purpose. <laughs> they put a mission statement on the website. Well, I've got some news for you. Your mission statement just cost us 850 million quid. I mean, that was a very expensive rebranding of the outside of Goots, wasn't it, in a rainbow? 850 million quid that cost. Yeah, and that's even before you pay for the for the flags that they sprayed everywhere. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, just in terms of Dame Alison Rose, of course, she's resigned. It was a mutual agreement, allegedly. Obviously, she wasn't fired. Uh, now, obviously, the question is, what should she get? Should she get a payout? Now, uh, she was paid £5.25 million last year. That is a £1.1 million pay. I mean, I can't even consider what these these numbers are like, but what £5.25 million. She got the same amount, £1.1 million in shares, an annual bonus, performance-related stock awards what should she get well uh, i think we can take some solace from at least the fact that the shares aren't worth as much anymore <laughs> well, that's uh, true. but here's the thing nigel farage is not going to get a five million quid payout he just isn't these people uh, uh, and it drives me and i think it drives an awful lot of people mm. insane they always seem to do just fine i mean she got all of that money last year she could get a multi-million pound buyout she could never work again she's in her early 50s she could never work again and she would be living the life of riley and her husband's a a, a super banker as well and it, it makes you wonder you, you know if you're so virtuous if you're so woke if you really are this agent for change shouldn't you be giving some of that back yeah i mean it seems deeply unfair actually if you are paid out another five million quid when when actually you are found culpable of of dealing in this in uh, behaving in this manner flagrantly and brazenly discussing the private affairs of a mm. bank customer with the business editor of the BBC, who, by the way, says that he called her again or called the bank again the next day and said, can we publish this? And they said, knock, knock yourselves out, fill yeah. your boots, lads. Allegedly, they fact-checked it. Allegedly, they fact-checked it. This was contemptible. It was deliberate. It was purposeful. Mm. It's all blown up in her face. And I don't think she's sorry, actually, about what she did. I think she's sorry mm. that she got caught and it all I, blew up. I, I mean, we'll talk more about this later on in the show, actually. But also, let's move on to Kevin Spacey now. He he wept yesterday as he was cleared of all charges in this sexual assault trial in London. Uh, they returned not guilty verdicts for nine sexual offence charges relating to four men between 2001 and 2013. I have to say I feel very sorry for him because, of course, everyone leapt to the conclusion that he was guilty and actually what happened to innocent before you know until proven guilty yes and of course the important thing to remember here as well is that this isn't the first trial he's faced he faced Indeed. two separate tr trials in the u.s both of which both of which collapsed in spectacular fashion and many of these allegations that have mm. been made against this man in particular and that's not to say that you know there weren't incredibly serious things that came up in the me too scandal but in this case 
he has, it seems to me, been a victim of a lot of unfairness and actually, dare I say it, a little bit of homophobia that, you know, there is a feeling... I think that's true. Yeah, there's a feeling that, oh, well, you know, he was he was this closeted gay. Of course, he was running around, jumping at anything that moved. And people would mm. never, ever, ever have said that uh, about a heterosexual actor that, you know, happened to, you know, was a Lothario going around all the women. And I, I think there is a little bit of internalised uh, homophobia that still floats around in these kind of cases. I mean, that's really interesting, actually. Moving on, uh, some, some senior Hollywood executive and supporter of The Usual Suspects actor said spaces should never have been cancelled. And it, and it makes me think about this. The fact is that actually Hollywood jumped on this. They cancelled him. He was cancelled from pretty much everything, as you say, whether it's internalised homophobia or whatever. But basically, he lost everything. And it was based on supposition. He wasn't guilty. And it goes back to this premise about, you know, you are innocent until proven guilty. And as you rightly say, of course, there have been two court cases in the US, one criminal, one civil. We've now got the case here in the UK. He is innocent. Yeah. And what does he have to do now? What does he have to do? What does he have to prove? What more work does he have to do to get all of what he had back? And and that means in his case, being a serious contender mm. for Oscar winning roles, major productions, because that's where he was before. Mm. That's the sort of that's the calibre of actor he, he is. This is an Oscar winner. Mm. And he deserves, given that these allegations have been explored, scrutinised to the fullest, the chance to go right back to that. Not some minor art house production, not some stuff on the periphery of Hollywood. If there is any justice in this world, if we genuinely believe in our justice system, in the jury system, that's where he should be going back to next. Well, well I agree and, and the question is can he ever work again and actually I think Hollywood owes him absolutely but I tell you what those wokesters out there that see wow. themselves as so virtuous will they be so quick to pursue the social justice of the likes of Kevin Spacey no they won't they'll be concerned about their brand reputation well they all will of they, that. A- they absolutely will very quickly there are a couple of other stories I just want to uh, get through first of all uh, the mortgage problem obviously we know that young people can't get on the mortgage ladder the government now considering mortgages a term of say 40 years I think this is about time uh, absolutely right. I'm, I mean, I'm happy to say that I'm somebody looking at buying my first house myself. Oh, and it is incredibly difficult to make that jump out from renting to buying. Mm. And look, a lot of people turn around and say, well, look, if young people didn't eat so many avocados, it wouldn't be so bad. And, and I agree with that. But we've got to recognise that in the last 30 years, the uh, average house value to earnings has doubled, has doubled. That makes it phenomenally difficult. Well, I think also in the rental sector, of course, landlords are feeling the squeeze. So their mortgages have gone up. So therefore, they're pricing uh, the rentals up. So actually, it's making it increasingly difficult for young people who can't buy, who are renting. They now can't afford to rent. Yes, because we have a government that's not building new houses, no. yet feels comfortable... 100,000 in- short every single year. And yet it feels comfortable importing net 600,000 people to come into this country last year. Yeah, that works, doesn't it? Great mass. Great maths. No more houses, more and more people. Then we wonder why our young people can't buy themselves a nice three-bed semi. I mean, someone's got to take a grip of this. It absolutely has to. And I think it's, I mean, I, you know, it was really important to me when I bought my first flat 100 million years ago. And it was really important. But, but actually, it's about aspiration, isn't it? It's about saying to young people, you get on the ladder. And it's not good enough, actually, to price people off the market. No, that's the deal in life. You work hard, you do the right things, you buy your own house, you get to earn, build something, create something, and a good 
good life for yourself mm. and your family. You break that, you're into really dangerous stuff. Uh, I agree. Let's move on to my final story. Uh, climate protesters spray a paint portrait of the king. Yes, that's right. At the Scottish National Portrait Gallery, they then superglued themselves to it. Um, they wrote, the people are mightier than a lord on the glass covering the portrait. I find this absolutely extraordinary. Here we go. More eco-loons gluing themselves to a picture. And the picture they chose was the king. The king is known for his love of the environment. Right, royal fools. Lock them up. Lock them up for longer. Look, we saw you can stop them going on the M25 when they banged them up for two, three years at a time. Bang them up for three years. All of a sudden, the nonsense stops. Absolutely. And of course, yet again, we see the younger, their young people or the older people. And the fact is, we need to make a, make an example and say this is not acceptable. Yeah, they're never people who've got a job, who've got to go out for work and provide for their family. No, they're not. Sam. Thank you very much indeed for the moment. Time for a break. After the break, all of this morning's front pages. This is Talk TV. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.